Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Tonight, the breaking news. President Joe Biden declaring the election results a good day for democracy, as control of Congress still hangs in the balance. Plus, our new reporting on Republicans blaming Donald Trump for falling short. President Joe Biden and his party breathing a sigh of relief tonight. Democrats had a strong night. I am so optimistic about the prospects for America. CBS's Nancy Cordes at the White House. Will the president run for re-election? Watch me. Breaking news, Hurricane Nicole barrels towards Florida. Schools, airports closed as the storm gains strength when it could make landfall. CBS's Elise Preston is in the Sunshine State. Skyrocketing turkey prices ahead of Thanksgiving. CBS's Janet Shamlian visits a farm facing more than just inflation. From farm to table, while your Thanksgiving turkey will cost more. And Jennifer Aniston opens up, revealing her deeply personal struggles with infertility. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night. Tonight, President Biden is celebrating what he called a strong night for Democrats after his party outperformed expectations in the midterms. The president says Americans sent a clear and unmistakable message last night about democracy and abortion rights. In a rare, wide-ranging press conference late today, President Biden answered questions about working with the GOP despite possible investigations into his son Hunter, whether he'll run for re-election, and even what he thinks of a Trump-DeSantis showdown for the Republican nomination. And at this hour, control of Congress is still up for grabs. CBS News estimates the battle for the House as lean Republican. It could take several days before we know which party will have the majority. And it could be weeks before we know which party will control the Senate, with three races still undecided. Plus, it's now official that that Senate race in Georgia, a hotly contested seat, well, it is headed for a runoff. That's in December. We have our team of correspondents covering the ongoing vote count. But CBS's Nancy Cordes is going to start us off from the White House. Good evening, Nancy. 
Good evening, Nora. An upbeat President Biden argued that this was the best midterm showing for a first-term Democratic president in 40 years. He called it a validation of his agenda. But tonight, that agenda is still in jeopardy if Republicans do end up clinching the House or the Senate. Democrats had a strong night. As President Biden held on to hope, Republican leader Kevin McCarthy plowed ahead with plans for a House takeover, formally announcing his bid for speaker. We will be in the majority and Nancy Pelosi will be in the minority. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy said last night that it is clear we are going to take the House back. Do you think he's probably right about that? We've lost very few seats for certain. Uh, We still have a possibility of of keeping the House, but it's going to be close. Senate control is still unclear, too. Democrats picked up a seat in Pennsylvania where abortion ranked as the number one issue. I'm proud of what we ran on, protecting a woman's right to choose. It could come down to Georgia, where Republican Herschel Walker is predicting a bruising December runoff against Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock. And I told you, he's going to be tough to beat. He's going to be tough to beat. History was made at the ballot box last night. I stand before you tonight proud to be... Massachusetts elected the nation's first first openly lesbian U.S. governor. Wes Moore becomes the first African-American governor elected in Maryland and just the third in U.S. history. Voters elected the first Gen Z U.S. congressman, a 25-year-old in Florida. And at 40, former White House press secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders will be the youngest U.S. governor when she's sworn in in Arkansas. I know it will be the honor of a lifetime. The White House released video today of President Biden calling around to Democratic winners. I'll sleep better knowing you won. The night did not turn out well for former President Trump, as some of the controversial candidates he endorsed struggled, putting winnable seats at risk. But even a one-seat majority in the House or Senate would give Republicans subpoena power, and they're vowing to launch a range of probes on day one. What's your message to Republicans who are considering investigating your family, and particularly your son Hunter's business dealings? Lots of luck in your senior year, as my coach used to say. Look, um, I think the American public wants to move on and get things done for them. Exit polling from yesterday's election suggests that two-thirds of American voters do not think that President Biden should run for re-election in 2024. He was asked about that today, Nora. He said that those numbers don't bother him, that he has always intended to run again, but that he may not make a final decision until the new year, even if his predecessor, President Trump, goes ahead with plans to announce his candidacy as soon as next week. Wow, quite a night. Nancy Cordes, thank you. The eyes of Washington are turning to the West as the uncalled Senate races in Nevada and Arizona will help decide control of Congress. CBS News characterizes the Nevada Senate race as a toss-up. The CBS News race rating for the Arizona Senate race leans Democratic towards Senator Mark Kelly. And let's take a look at the governor's race there between Democrat Katie Hobbs and Republican Carrie Lake. That's a toss-up. CBS News Chris Van Cleve is in Phoenix as the votes are still being tabulated. Tonight, across Arizona, it's all over but the counting of hundreds of thousands of outstanding mail-in ballots. In the closely watched Senate race, incumbent Mark Kelly has a slight edge over his Republican challenger, Trump-backed Blake Masters. It doesn't look like we're going to have the final results for a little while. 
Democrat Katie Hobbs began the day with a very narrow lead over Kerry Lake, another Trump endorsee who predicted victory while criticizing a technical glitch that slowed voting in Arizona's biggest county. We had a big day today, and don't let those cheaters and crooks think anything different. We will get to work turning this around. No more incompetency and no more corruption in Arizona elections. Republican election officials in Maricopa County disputed Lake's accusations. I absolutely reject those statements. They're without basis. Due north in Nevada, another Senate race hangs on an ongoing ballot count. CBS's Manuel Bajorquez is in Las Vegas. The day started with the Democratic incumbent Catherine Cortez Masto and her GOP rival Adam Laxalt separated by about 23,000 votes. But we learned here today at the Clark County Election Center that there are more than 27,000 mail-in ballots still to be counted over the next several days. Both candidates expressed optimism but urged patience. We know this will take time and uh, we won't have more election results for several days. We have a lot of our votes coming in all across the state yet to be tabulated. Back in Arizona, if Carrie Lake pulls off a win, she'll cement herself as a rising star in the MAGA wing of the GOP. Do you plan to serve your entire term in Arizona or are you open to being the VP? I am going to not only be the governor of Arizona for four years, I'm going to do two terms. I'm going to be your worst freaking nightmare. Now, the bulk of the remaining ballots are early vote, mail-in type votes. Those have to be verified, and that work's been going on behind us here. Once that's done, they can be counted. It's slow. That's why it may take a couple more days, Nora. All right, Chris Van Cleve, thanks very much. Let's turn now to CBS's Robert Costa, who's been talking to his sources all day, getting their reaction to this election. All right, good evening, Robert. Republicans were clearly expecting a wave, a good night that didn't materialize. Is there finger-pointing going on today. Certainly, Nora. Tonight, the Republican Party is at a crossroads. And inside former President Trump's circle, there is turbulence. His allies tell CBS News tonight that they are annoyed about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis now being in a commanding position ahead of a possible 2024 presidential run. Some Trump allies are telling him to delay Trump's own possible 2024 announcement. They also say Trump is fuming behind the scenes about his endorsed candidates like Dr. Mehmet Oz, in Pennsylvania Senate race not doing enough to embrace the Trump political brand. All of this is creating a potential opening for others like Maryland Governor Larry Hogan, who spoke to me tonight and said it's time for the GOP to get off the Trump Titanic. One person who is planning a presidential run is Mike Pence. Parts of his new book came out today. What did we learn? His book, So Help Me God, what a title. It's going to detail for the first time his private exchanges with former President Trump, especially in that crucial period in and around the Capitol attack. One key exchange, January 11, 2021, days after the attack, Pence went to see Trump. Trump asked Pence, were you scared during the attack? Pence said to Trump, according to the book, I wasn't scared, I was angry. It's yet another example of a Republican who's thinking about 2024 distancing themselves from, from the former president. Well, we're going to be reporting more about this, Trump's future and the rest of those Republicans. Thank you so much. From the political winds of the midterms to the dangerous weather bearing down on the Florida coastline, former President Donald Trump is reportedly not leaving Mar-a-Lago despite evacuation orders due to Hurricane Nicole. CBS's Elise Preston is on the ground on Florida's Atlantic coast. Tonight, damaging winds and heavy rain from Nicole are slamming Florida's east coast. Already vulnerable from Ian's devastating damage just weeks ago, 
buildings teetering on the ocean's edge. The storm already washing away part of a seawall, causing this building to collapse. Nicole will be the first hurricane to make a November landfall in Florida in nearly 40 years. Dozens of counties are under a state of emergency and mandatory evacuations have been ordered for some barrier island residents in low-lying areas and mobile homes. Floridians in the path of the storm should expect you know, to see power outages when you're having uh, these gusty conditions. In Lee County, debris from Ian could become dangerous projectiles. If it's any wrong wind, that debris going to be everywhere. And four to six feet of storm surge is expected to flood the same areas Ian submerged. There's definitely more surge than we normally see. In Jensen Beach, Teddy Miller says he's riding out the storm. Did you go to the store? Did you fill up yeah, on gas? Yeah, we got water. We filled up the cars. So they just... And he's hoping these shutters will protect his home. In a rare move, major theme parks in Florida, like Walt Disney World, are closed. And while Nicole is to blame for delaying an Artemis moon launch, NASA is still keeping the rocket on the launch pad, citing it can sustain winds up to 85 miles per hour. Nora? Elise Preston, thank you very much. Well, for more on the forecast of Hurricane Nicole and where it's headed next, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Hey there, Mike. Nora, good evening. Nicole, now a hurricane will make a rare November landfall on the east coast of Florida, packing intense winds, a lot of rain, and a lot of storm surge that has been tearing away at the beaches along the east coast. Hurricane warnings remain in effect, as well as tropical storm warnings that extend all the way up into South Carolina. Anticipating a landfall shortly after midnight tonight with that a center of circulation coming in between Vero Beach and West Palm Beach and then shooting its way quickly across the peninsula, exiting the west coast of Florida by about 1 o'clock in the afternoon creating more storm surge on the Gulf Coast side before exiting Florida by early in the morning on Friday, but then being picked up by a big snowstorm in the middle of the country and being pushed into the mid-Atlantic and the Northeast, exiting Nora into Canada by the time the weekend rolls around. Mike Bettis, thank you. We're going to turn out of those mass layoffs announced today at the parent company of Facebook and Instagram. Meta is cutting about 13 percent of its workforce in the largest wave of layoffs in the tech giant's history. CBS's Carter Evans has more on what's behind the massive job cuts. The 11,000 layoffs at Meta come after the company lost more than $700 billion in value since Meta, CEO Mark Zuckerberg rebranded Facebook and went on a hiring spree. 2021, tech was booming uh, due to people staying at home. 2022 has seen a reversal of those COVID trends. Today, Zuckerberg apologized to employees for his big gamble on the virtual reality metaverse. I got this wrong, he said, and I take responsibility for that. Meta's layoffs and Twitter's firings last week are just the latest in a string of tech industry job cuts. Over 700 uh, tech companies have conducted layoffs this year. And that's affected now over 100,000 employees. Look, where tech goes, that's where the rest of the world goes. Our clients are preparing for a recession. Employee relations expert Jason Greer says remote workers should be concerned. They may be targets now. If the only thing I know about you is what I see on the screen, when your name comes up for a potential layoff, you might be the first to be let go. Greer says this is a great time to try and make yourself stand out at work, build those relationships right now. That might mean coming back into the office voluntarily because it's much harder to fire someone in person.
Nora. Carter Evans, thank you so much. With just over two weeks until Thanksgiving, many Americans have already started shopping for their holiday get-togethers. And while higher prices at the grocery store are expected, it can still leave a foul taste in consumers' mouths. In tonight's Money Watch, CBS's Janet Shamlian traveled to an Indiana turkey farm where she found inflation is not the only reason this year's holiday meal is going to cost you. These are the last of more than 6,000 turkeys Kyle Becker raised on his rural Indiana farm this year. So these are broad-breasted white. Even though he's now charging more for these pasture-raised birds, his earnings will be half of last year. What are you facing in raising turkeys? Feed is up, labor's up, processing. Um, even the boxes that we put the turkeys in um, have increased in price. Turkey prices are flying high. The average price of a whole frozen bird is $2.45 a pound, 70 cents higher per pound than in 2021. A combination of inflation and bird flu, which wiped out more than 7 million turkeys nationwide. How big of a hit has it taken? Well, turkey production's down about 5% this year over the total year. Grocers still offer bargain birds to get shoppers in the door. But other essentials are up. Eggs more than 30% from last year. Butter, more than 26%. And baked goods like pumpkin pie, more than 20%. At Ragel's Barbecue in Katy, Texas, there's a bounty of brisket. But Russell Ragel says he can't get turkey breast. We ordered 200 cases in September and we got about 50 and we're told that that's all we're going to get for the rest of the year. How to save if you're willing to wait until the last minute. Like last year, you know, the day before Thanksgiving, there were some pretty good deals there. How much does she weigh? 25 pounds. Okay. Free-range turkeys like these at Becker Farms do cost more. Father of five, Kyle Becker, works a second job as a veterinarian to make ends meet as higher costs ruffle feathers for farmers and the rest of us. Janet Shamley and CBS News, Moreland, Indiana. Coming up, Russia made a major announcement today about the war in Ukraine. Is it a turning point or a trap? That story when we return. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah. You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all and tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. 
In what could be a major defeat for Vladimir Putin, Russia's military says it is withdrawing from the port city of Kherson in southern Ukraine. That's the only regional capital Russia has captured in its nearly nine-month invasion. But Ukrainian officials warn against calling the retreat a done deal, saying it could be a trap to lure Ukrainian troops into an attack. Also today, lawyers for WNBA star Brittany Griner say she's been moved to a Russian penal colony to serve her sentence for drug possession. Actress Jennifer Aniston is opening up about her struggles with infertility. That story when we return. In a revealing new interview out today, Jennifer Aniston opens up about her struggles with infertility. Speaking to Allure magazine, Aniston says during all those years of pregnancy rumors and speculations, speculations she was trying, secretly trying to have a baby. Aniston says she tried in vitro fertilization treatments and wishes that someone had told her to freeze her eggs. The actress, now 53, says she has zero regrets how things have worked out and feels better than ever. We will be right back with a look ahead to Veterans Day with an American hero. When it comes to picking the perfect treats for your dog, Stewart makes the choice easy by keeping it real. Real ingredients, real nutrients, real benefits. Stewart dog treats are free from additives, corn, soy, wheat, and grains. Plus, they're freeze-dried to lock in all the great nutrition and natural flavor your furry friend deserves. Stewart freeze-dried dog treats. Big, tail-wagging nutritional benefits. Available on Amazon.com today. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Finally tonight, we begin a salute to the heroes among us ahead of Veterans Day. CBS's David Martin introduces us to a West Point graduate who's in a class of his own. The West Point class of 1941 was the last to graduate before the start of World War II. Today, Herb Stern is the last man standing. I miss a lot of my classmates. Yeah. We were a very close class since we, you know, graduated right into the war. Forty were killed in the war. Time has taken the rest. Herb Stern has fought off time just like he fought off the German army in the Battle of the Bulge. Churchill called the Battle of the Bulge the greatest American battle of the war. As far as I was concerned, it was. 19,000 Americans killed? Yeah, we lost a lot of people. In the winter of 1944, Hitler launched a last-ditch counteroffensive, which broke through the American lines, creating the bulge which gave the six-week battle its name. I've never been so cold in my life. The army was not prepared for this weather. For the Germans, Stern had artillery rounds fitted with a new fuse. It was devastating. 
What made it so devastating? The burst came from 20 yards above you, right into the foxhole. Herb Stern lived through that battle and is still here at the age of 103. I'm always glad to see another Veterans Day. David Martin, CBS News, Sterling, Virginia. To all our veterans, we thank you for your service. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.